Well, hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 90. I'm Emily McDermott, and I'm here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Now, many of you who have joined our free Facebook group over at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm have told me that you are caring for family members, whether it be your spouse or perhaps your children that have either disabilities or special needs. And today we're going to be talking to Alana Frost. She is a home organization guru. (laughs) She has her own uh, home organizing and relocation concierge. But something very interesting about her personal life is that her husband has a spinal cord injury, which has impacted the way that they have simplified and streamlined their home and their routines. And also Alana told me that her husband is quote, unintentionally messy. Maybe you have family members in your home and you can relate to that. So we are diving in to all of her recommendations and tips and tricks about how we can best support our family members that might have disabilities or special needs as we work to simplify, declutter, and streamline. So Alana is the founder and CEO of Alana's Organizing, a home organization and relocation concierge, and she's determined to help busy women efficiently manage their hectic lives and feel more at peace in their home. She's passionate about supporting women as they strive to live their best life, not only by assisting them with their organizing needs, but also giving back to support various women's charities that are close to her heart. And Alana actually has a special freebie that you can find in the show notes today, 10 mistakes you're making when organizing your home. So make sure you check that out. And so without further ado, what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into our conversation with Alana Frost. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Well, hi, Alana. Thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I am very happy to be talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really been looking forward to meeting with you and just getting a little chat and, you know, going, just talking about things, talking about work and all the good stuff. Yeah. Cause you are a professional home organizer and I love meeting people that are in similar business because everyone has kind of a different approach. And I always learn so much from other people. And I also find it fascinating how people come to this 
business, you know, I kind of came to it through my struggle with infertility, which seems kind of strange, but then I've always been a very like organized person, organized kid. I would like clean out other kids' desks at recess. (laughs) That was like what I would do. So I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about you and your family, kind of the work that you do, and then how you like to spend your free time when you're not doing all those things. Yeah, of course. Um, So I am Alana. (laughs) I run a home organizing and relocation concierge. And, you know, we really work with a lot of women and moms because they're just overwhelmed. And, you know, we find that a lot of the time, like, you know, when people are moving, that's really like the most stressful time. And so really love to work with women and just you know, our mission is just to um, help them through these difficult transitions, empower them, give them more time for things that matter most in their life. So, you know, we're doing the organizing, we're doing the relocating, but we're really just focusing on helping support these women through these transitions. And a little bit about me, I am married to my wonderful husband, and we've got a little dog. She is quite a handful. (laughs) But, you know, we we love to just do things going to the beach, going out to restaurants and art shows and things like that. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's me and what you know, what we do. And when I'm alone, when I have time by myself. I try to actually I've been trying to incorporate some hobbies lately because normally my, my idea of free time is just no one bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, oh no, I just want it to be quiet. I just want to be left alone. And so, but lately I've been finding this need to have like, you know, something that is just for me other than just being alone. Um, So I've been looking into little hobbies and things that I could do, just things that actually don't add clutter, you know, so no crafting, nothing like that. (laughs) Just adding stuff to the house, but yeah, I'm doing a little bit of coloring and I love cooking. I really love cooking. I used to do that a lot before I got married. Wait, I should clarify that. I used to cook for fun before I got (laughs) married. (laughs) So now when I have opportunities, I really try to just like do a little bit of entertaining and have friends over and just do these little dinner parties where I really get to cook all this fun stuff and make an experience. So yeah, yeah, those are some, some hobbies that I'm working on right now. That's awesome. And I love that clutter-free kind of vibe there. I went with my son, my very first time going to a Hobby Lobby a couple of days ago, Mm -hmm. and it was an old Toys R Us that was changed into a Hobby Lobby, which means it's like, huge. I was so overwhelmed and I'm like, okay, let's find our one thing we need and get out of here, you know, because it is some ways that people like to express themselves creatively, but it does bring a lot of clutter into the house. And I know you probably uh, have also worked with clients that they have bags of things from Michael's and Hobby Lobby with the receipts from, you know, a year ago. Yes, (laughs) That's very common, but um, I would love if you could tell us a little bit about a time, maybe it was the beginning of your marriage. Maybe it was when you were starting your business, but just when you were kind of feeling overwhelmed, whether it be by 
your stuff or to do's and routines and things just kind of weren't working very well. And you kind of realized, okay, something needs to change. I need to be able to adjust this so that I can simplify things, make it work better for myself and my family. Can you give us an example of that in your life? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I would say the time that really stands out to me is the first one or two years when I got married you know, my husband and I, we both, you know, we didn't live together until we got married. And so, you know, I had spent my entire twenties living alone, just doing my own thing. And my husband, he's, you know, he's a little bit more of a collector than I am. I'm, you know, pretty minimal. And so when we got married, oh my goodness, you know, we had to combine our stuff and it was like, okay, well, who's going to get rid of what? And he didn't want to get rid of anything. And I'm like, well, honey, we, we have to get rid of some stuff, you know, like we both have to get rid of things. And so that was a real challenge. And my husband, he has a, a spinal cord injury. And so for him, he is home a lot and his environment is really important to him. So when I was asking him to get rid of things, he felt like I was asking him to get rid of his environment that made him feel good, you know, things that he could look at and touch and all that stuff. And so I had to be really careful about navigating that because, you know, we had too many things in our home and it was just a process of slowly getting rid of things or slowly like, you know, okay, honey, we'll we'll have a yard sale. Well, what are a few things that we can dwindle down now? And, you know, so we would do that and then we would put some of our stuff like in a little storage. And then we had about three yard sales because it's little by little. I think with most people, when you're able to reflect and see that you haven't used something in a while, you can become okay with getting rid of it. And so that's just what we had to do the first couple of years of marriage is just kind of have too much stuff in the house and then slowly get rid of it. And that really provided a way for there to just be respect of the other person's things and respect of what, you know, what his things mean to him and what my things meant to me and just be able to come together so that, you know, everybody's happy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's because I've been in this like minimalist mom, minimalist woman space for a while, but I find like in couples, usually you have one that's a lot more sentimental than the other. Mm -hmm. And most of the women and moms I speak to it's their husbands that are wanting to hold on to more of those things, like the t-shirts from high school and, you know, these, all the baseball caps and everything. And I love how you say that it's a process because a lot of times people have this misconception that is just sort of like this one fell swoop or just like, you know, you have one weekend and you're just going to get rid of everything. And I find it's a lot more like peeling those layers of the onion where it's just kind of very slowly. And then you're starting to recognize, like you said, that, okay, maybe we can live without this and it's okay because we don't use it, but I find that, especially like you said, with his environment being so important to him and being home a lot, you don't want to be like making it seem like he's being like restricted or that he doesn't have what he needs around him to be comfortable. So 
That's really interesting. And you had mentioned to me just because of his disability that a lot of the housework and chores and things kind of fall to you. And the moms that I speak to, a lot of them kind of have what I would call like this kind of victim mentality when they're like, okay, I'm always the one cleaning up. I'm always the one cooking. I'm always the one doing this and this and this. And a lot of times it's because they're not asking for help, but in your case, you kind of don't have the choice, you know, to delegate. You're having to do that while also running your business and all these other things. So can you tell us some of the ways that you've been able to streamline and simplify the way that you manage your home and the routines um, so that you can support your husband, but then also be able to keep your sanity (laughs) with running your business and all the things that you do? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think just like in terms of like the getting rid of things that, you know, when you have a unique situation at home where there's a lot of things happening, you know, there's work and then there's, you know, medical stuff and caretaking stuff and just trying to have a schedule. It's, it's kind of like you're always having to recalibrate, always tweak and okay, well, you know, lots of communication, lots of just refining um, and tweaking of of things. Um, I know that, you know, in the beginning, it was so difficult because it was kind of like I was putting out fires, like I go clean one room and then I didn't really have time to think about how everything was working at first. And so I was just it's like putting out fires, go take care of one thing, but not really being able to identify what the real issue was because I was just so overwhelmed. And so over time, you know, I, I realized like, okay, well, even just like with cleaning, I thought, well, the more stuff we have in the house, then that's a lot more dusting and cleaning that I have to do. <laughs> and so cutting down on things, you know, I think we hear that a lot, like, oh, why do I have to get rid of my things? Well, you don't have to get rid of all your things, but um, it's, you know, having things in the house that you need or, you know, rotating things out of the house. Like I know during the summertime, we love going to the beach. So my beach chairs are, they're in the house during that time. Now I do live in an apartment, so (laughs) it may not be the case where everyone might be in the garage, but Um, you know, we have them easily accessible during the summertime, but then, you know, when it cools down, I put that stuff away, I put it in storage. And so I kind of have like a rotating way that will organize the house, depending on what season that we're in or what's going on in our life, but everything being very intentional, you know, with my husband's disability, you know, he's in a wheelchair about 80 or 90% of the time. And so I've had to make things accessible for him, you know, put things like lower so that he can get to things much more easily, keeping our walkways clear. That's a big thing, you know, and by talking with him, because he's not an organizing expert. (laughs) So, you know, I'm able to have these conversations with him, you know, my point of view on our things and his point of view. So he'll, he'll need certain things around the house. But I'll, we'll talk about like logistics in terms of like, okay, well, we need to keep the hallways clear because otherwise you have trouble getting in and out. Or if the door's blocked, you're not able to get to your clothes. You're not able to get ready so easily. So that's helped us to come together on these decisions about like, okay, what's in the house and why is it there? 
But then also, you know, when people have disabilities, they still have like a tremendous desire to be useful. They want to feel, you know, they have value that they're alive and, you know, they can do things. And so, you know, I've talked with him about what does he feel like he could do around the house to help out? Because even though for the most part, I take care of everything, I want, he wants to help out and I want him to help out, not because I want him to do all this work because I'm, I'm happy to do what I do for him, but I want him to experience the joy of being able to contribute to making our home peaceful and more calm. And so he's like, Hey, I can make the bed. So great. <laughs> you know, in the morning, I don't even try to make the bed. I just, you know, I let him take care of it or, you know, washing dishes. Now I gotta say, I don't love the way he washes dishes, <laughs> but it is important. It's something that he likes to do. So I'm like, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to have to get over the fact that it's not perfect, but he's able to help out, you know, he's able to contribute. And even that is different because sometimes his health is, is better and he can do more. Other times it's not, but I would, you know, I think everything in our house has a purpose like absolutely everything we really, aside from some pictures on the wall and a couple little things here and there, like everything in our house is very, very intentional. So yeah, that's, that's like the bulk of how things have had to be, um, to, you know, to help keep things flowing smoothly and help there to be some kind of sense going on around here. Yeah, that's really helpful. And you were reminding me of something that I've talked about as far as like, when you're looking uh, at a room and the three F's. So how do you want it to feel? How do you want it to function? And how do you want it to flow as far as how you're doing life, right? And your normal activities. And of course, when you have someone with a disability, you're having to look at those questions in a different way, because when it comes to the functionality, you want to make sure that your husband and accessibility, making sure that he can access everything and that it makes sense. I was watching a show. I don't know. It was like a, I don't watch a lot of home makeover shows, but I think maybe as a minimalist, like sometimes I just like watching. <laughs> it's like my escape, but just seeing the difference with someone in a wheelchair trying to figure out, okay, what does a closet look like? You know, what does a bathroom look like as far as like reaching the toiletries and everything? And I think that for everyone, it's good to kind of keep that in mind, just understanding not only how do we want the room to function, but then like you said, the things in the room, what function are they serving? And are we being very intentional about, you know, what we have here and why? One thing I wanted to touch on, if you don't mind, you were mentioning about how your husband is a little bit messy and I'm just smiling because I hear that from so many of the moms that I work with <laughs> It's if it's not their spouse, then it's their kids. And how have you been able to like gently help him as far as knowing and he knows that things function better when the walkways are clear and all these other things. Um, but how have you been able to help support him? We'll put it that way in his unintentional messiness. Do you have any tips for those of us that are dealing with unintentionally messy housemates? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I don't know if this is true for everybody, but it seems like there's waves, you know, there's these waves of like, 
things are relatively smooth. And then all of a sudden it's like every day he's making this tornado in the house. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, like the house is literally torn up in one day. And it's like, so sometimes like, if it's like a day, I'm like, okay, well, that's just today, you know, but if it starts carrying on over a few days, um, usually I, I tell you, communication is so important. And I think it's one of those things that even when we think we've got it down, we realize we don't ever really have it down because <laughs> we have to keep talking and dealing with each other every day. But usually when he's like that, I'm like, okay, well, there's might be something going on with him. You know, maybe he's stressed or maybe he's just, you know, kind of all over the place inside. So try to like connect with him and see like, what's going on, honey? Like you've been making it like a, just a mess everywhere. You know, what's, what's happening with you. Um, and a lot of times he's just not having a great day or something like that. But, uh, you know, and the other side of it too, is that I think that, that like saying of like men are from, from Mars and women are from Venus. I feel like you, we really do. Our language is so different. Like we could say the same thing and we completely interpret it differently. And, you know, having conversations where I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this and I want to make sure like, what did you just hear me say? You know, how did you interpret what I just said? Because I think that people don't always intend to be messy. They don't intend to be disrespectful. They don't, they just do things from their perspective. They just think and see how they think and see. But if you're able to really work on that communication while being respectful, you're able to see like, okay, well, this person isn't trying to sabotage me, <laughs> you know, and make me feel frustrated. But, you know, once you're able to do that, you can kind of go to the next level, like where they can, you know, maybe they can become more aware and make efforts to not be so destructive in the house, you know, so it's, it can be challenging sometimes, you know, and sometimes it's, you know, have to bring it up like, okay, well, I have to be respectful and considerate to think of things from your perspective, because sometimes he just, my husband doesn't have the energy to pick up things, you know, his energy is very finite every day. And so, Sometimes he can get things out of the cupboard and grab things what he needs, but putting it away and cleaning up just isn't going to happen. So part of that is like my attitude and how am I going to respond to that? Am I always going to look at him and expect him to have this perfect record of doing things? That's not realistic, but thinking about it from his perspective, like, hey, he's got a disability. He's trying to function and, and get around the house and do what he needs to do. And sometimes he's just not going to be great at it. Sometimes he just doesn't have the energy and it's not the end of the world. You know, it's not ideal all the time, but it's, it's also no one's going to die because my house is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think having the realistic expectations is, is very important. I joke with my husband because in our room, you know, there's my side of the room, our bedroom my side of the room, his side of the room. And he has these clothes that are like half dirty and half clean. And because they're half dirty and half clean, they're not hung up, but they're not in the laundry basket. They're on the window 
still thing. <laughs> and so I'm like, are those dirty or clean? And he's like, both. <laughs> okay. So it's just one of those things where I kind of put a little bit of the blinders on because I'm like, okay, what is the expectation? I don't expect this perfection. It's just that I'm going to take care of my own stuff. I'm going to do what I can. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I leave stuff out. And so that just makes for a more harmonious uh, living situation for sure. So that is incredibly helpful. And I am thrilled because you created this freebie for us, which I love the 10 mistakes you're making when organizing your house. And I'm going to make sure to link to that in the show notes, but can you tell everyone where they can connect with you if they want to learn more about you and the work that you do? And yeah, I would just love it if people could get in touch. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, we're on TikTok, Instagram, and of course going to our website, um, you can find us, it's Alana's Organizing, and you'll get to see all the fun behind the scenes stuff and, you know, and some of our online courses, just helping women to have more peace in their home and helping you figure out how to tackle all those rooms. And yeah, definitely the 10 mistakes. I, th- I think everyone, <laughs> we've all made those at some point in time, but it, you know, it's like, if you know what's going wrong, it makes it so much easier to like do things right. <laughs> Oh yes. And I will give one little, one little preview that number three was declutter. And I'm like, oh yeah, girl. Okay. (laughs) Declutter before you organize. It's always what we say. And so I was really happy to see that one. Um, I was like, you don't need more bins. You need less stuff. So that's (laughs) definitely a good one. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Alana. This was really helpful. I really appreciate the work that you're doing to help women find peace and space for what matters most and um, just all the great information you shared with us today. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It was really great. I really appreciate you bringing me on today. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.